the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. USL show. It's going to be a quick take because boy, we've, we've been trying to find time to do this for way too long. It just hasn't been working out, but uh pony is here to join me before we start talking though. Pony don't say a word yet. Uh, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by the beautiful game network, uh, our beloved network. Uh, and um, we're also sponsored by roughneck scarves pony. You can talk now. Say hello. Hey, how you guys all doing? It is a Friday afternoon, and I'm actually here for once on that type of day. <laughs> yeah, you usually work all day. You got the last couple days off, right? Yeah, I decided to take the afternoon off for the Wednesday games and just take it straight through to the weekend. Some flying up to Phoenix tomorrow morning. This is huge. We didn't really talk about it that much. I want to hear what your plans are for the weekend. I, I know you're going to meet up with someone, right? Uh, I have a couple meetups i know i have a actually cousin who's going to asu i'm going to try to meet up for for lunch and then head out to the racing as one pod guys then go over to the game i mean phoenix austin this should be fun that's awesome are you gonna meet sam door are you just gonna shake his hand and run away hopefully i mean <laughs> we'll, we'll see if anyone else in phoenix sees the guy in the nottingham forest kit say hi <laughs> i promise i'm not gonna be too awkward about it but you never know I like that. Um, I, I always get overly nervous in those situations. So that's why I say what I said. Um, but let's dig into it. We don't have a lot of time. So I want to get right into this. We're going to talk about the games from the play in round first and foremost. Let's start with Fury versus Charleston. One zero to Charleston. Um, home team uh, didn't get it done as often happened in the East this last week. I say Fury Charleston was a penalty shootout game. Oh, it was. I'm so sorry. It was. Yeah, it went five to four, I believe, on penalties, right? Yeah, that was a My bad. that was a weird game. I mean, not to immediately rub it in Ottawa's face, but this was the first road game. Charleston's won in over a calendar year against a playoff team. So that was bad for Ottawa to start. I mean, it was I, I this was the game I was watching for the morning games for the most part or morning, early afternoon games for the <laughs> most part for West Coast. And this was all Charleston for about the first 20 to 30 minutes. And beyond that, Ottawa dominated everything. It was one of those where Ottawa should have won this game and they actually had double the shots and shots on goal of Charleston and drew. I mean, this was a game where Charleston should have gone up probably two, nothing quick. And beyond that, Ottawa was by far the better team for the entire last hour of the game mm-hmm. even in the penalty shootout their only miss was off the crossbar i think this is one of those where charleston got very very lucky to move on and given what i was looking to do in the next few seasons this is going to be a crushing disappointing last game ever possibly in usl for them mm. i mean i wish it would have ended better i wish it at least would have been a game where they go okay we actually got beat or someone much better than us beat us but this is this stings for Ottawa. I think this was their game to lose, and they managed to lose it to a team who s- struggled all year on the road. Yeah, 
Um, this is the one game I actually have some feelings about because I watched a decent amount of it. Um, didn't Charleston go up pretty early? They went one up, one zero in first 20 minutes. Yeah, they went up pretty fast. And then the Fury, I just, you know, the only comment I made on this game was that the Fury have it in them to, to be, to come back. You know, they're the kind of team that can score and score in a row because they have the possession style. Like they can figure it out and break down a defense. Um, though it is hard to do with that style, but like if you're a men's national team and you're frustrated with how Greg Berhalter has been playing in the last or setting up his team in the last several weeks, months, um, Fury are like the poster child for that sort of thing in this game, especially. And it happens a lot where they, it's just like they pass the ball around and around and around and they think something's going to break in some games. It just doesn't. And I felt like that for long stretches in this game where it's just like the battery were happy to let them pass it around and it never got super, it rarely got super dangerous though. They did get their chances, right? Yeah, they had their chances. I mean, Ottawa had 17 shots for on goal compared to only eight shots with two on goal for Charleston. If you get eliminated by a team who has two shots on goal, that's an issue. Yeah. And I mean, granted, they're probably not going to be in USL next year, but hmm. they need to look into that. Yeah, we've got news. We'll talk about that probably Sunday or Tuesday. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean they need to get some more shots on goal for sure. But, um, you know, some days, some days I watch the fury and they're my favorite team. And then some days I just get a little bit bored. And I thought that national team comparison was a little bit, uh, on point there. Uh, you could say the same thing about Swope park, which is where, uh, the fury coach came from actually. So there's something there as well. Um, okay. The next game, North Carolina, this is the big one we want to talk about North Carolina two. Birmingham upsets them three to two at the in extra time at the 92nd minute, I believe. Pony, fire away, buddy. Yeah, the absolute utter embarrassment of the week, if not of the entire postseason. I mean, North Carolina, all season long, had lost one game, um, you know, 2-1 to, I think it was Indy. That's not the worst loss ever. It happens. But to lose to Birmingham, a team who had a massive negative goal differential entering the postseason, who a lot of us said was might be the worst team ever to play in the playoffs in USL. I mean, that's not being super hyperbolic. This could literally be the worst <laughs> team ever to do that. And North Carolina scored to it. Wasn't some weird game where Birmingham, they have an okay defense. Birmingham, if they go up one nothing, I could see them locking it down and saying, we're just going to set everyone back and just try to grind out a 1-0 win. North Carolina scored two goals in North Carolina's history in the USL. They have scored at least two goals at home in 19 games entering the playoffs this year. They lost zero of those games, winning 16, 16-0-3, playing one of the really bad defensive teams, or good defensive teams, sorry, grew up two goals, a team who can't score often. They, Birmingham averaged less than one goal per game on the road against playoff teams. And you let them score three goals, including a stoppage time goal. This is this is embarrassing for North Carolina. They should never have lost this game, let alone lose it in this manner. I mean, if you're going to lose to Birmingham, get someone sent off 10 minutes in for a stupid foul and then lose 1-0. <laughs> Don't lose 3-2 at the death to end your season, to end a loser's career. This is... It's an utter embarrassment. North Carolina should be ashamed of themselves. And 
I really don't know what to say. This is one of those games you look at and go, every single thing pointed to North Carolina not only winning, but probably easily winning this game. And Birmingham did not win this game. North Carolina lost this game. This is a completely on them. I mean, Tambaka says their keeper has been great all year. His Their defense has not been that great. That's why he's constantly on ballots for keeper of the year, constantly on the mm-hmm. save of the week. He can't do everything for you. And this is just... There's no way to put it except North Carolina blew their chance to take this take this game, advance out of the playoffs, and maybe even put in a fight in the next round. But Birmingham gets on, good on them. It's just confusing. This everything said this would go the complete opposite way. If it was a five goal game, you told me it was gonna be a five goal game, I could, oh wow, North Carolina just blew him out four one. This result is basically unfathomable and it's an embarrassment, and North Carolina should be ashamed, and they have to do better next year than this. There is no excuse for them to do this bad. Yeah, I completely agree. They started out this this season so clean, and they would just take their chances, and they were so good at scoring them, especially with Lomas. And, and part of that might be that you know they lost Lomas, and he did come back, but he hasn't quite been the same. The, the team in general hasn't been as dangerous as what we saw early in the season, but we also saw, like, in this game, one thing I noticed was both teams were just kind of like sitting back, trying not to mistakes, play off, make mistakes, playoff style. And then both would kind of just counter and try to take their chances and be really opportunistic. And North Carolina looks so much better doing it on the run and, and, and countering. And Birmingham would just kind of look like they were like lobbing it up and just hoping someone could do something. And like, to me, that's how they won the game and, and better. Like you said, I do think it's better to put it that I think North Carolina just lost the game. Um, but I do feel like Birmingham was able to get guys that were just, you know, individual effort did it that JJ Williams goal at the end of the game, like goodness gracious, give the guy two or three touches before he starts hitting the box and jukes a guy two, th- two times, one more step and he scores. You just can't let that happen in the playoffs. And, and when you do that, you, you deserve to be bounced in my opinion. And yeah, it was extra time. Everyone's tired, but it's the playoffs. Everybody step it up. I'm with you, pony. I think you nailed that. And if you didn't listen to those stats, if you missed them, if you zoned out, go back and listen to pony stats. It's just, it takes what we just talked about. It takes the eye test and just takes it another level. Like what were you doing? North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at shots, uh, Birmingham night had 19 shots this game. They averaged 12 per game in the regular season. I mean, <laughs> just, you give someone twice as many chances as normal, they're going to beat you, even if they're not a good team. Yeah. So you can't crazy. do that. So crazy. Let's move on, though. Austin to LA Galaxy to zero points. That's the second team for LA Galaxy scored zero points to Austin Bolds to Austin scored one. And I actually thought it was probably over at this point. But you kind of had some faith in, in LA Galaxy, too, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, they were always kind of the wild card team where if anyone's going to make a good run, it was going to be them. I think Austin's been shaky all season and their captain's still on suspension. Even though he's still going to be on suspension. Hmm. And I thought if Austin, or not Austin, if LA put down a good team, they'd be able to knock him out. But Austin actually showed up. I mean, good on them. We'll see. I think this was the most bland game of the first round, so yeah, to speak, where... It just happened, and no one really cared too much either way. We'll see if Austin could replicate what Charleston did and win their first game of the season on the road against a playoff team in Phoenix. I doubt it, but I thought Charleston wouldn't do that either in Ottawa. So <laughs> anything can happen that's been proven already this postseason, but this yeah. was just one of those 
it happened games. There's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, if you watch the game, Austin was the better side. We'll see. I mean, maybe LA could bounce back next year. They're always that swing, swingy team since they made the really deep run back in Rochester one at all. I think I think they'll be right back where they're this year, next year, where they're going to finish somewhere between 6th and 10th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I always think about with Austin Bull, one of the oldest teams in the league, and that's just how I always frame watching those games. It's like, especially this game was experience versus youth. But now it's like not only experience, but like <laughs> old man legs against a team like Phoenix. We're going to get to predictions soon. But yeah, I'm, I don't see this continuing on. Um, let's before we get to predictions, though, let's move on to Sacramento versus New Mexico. I don't have much to say, except I'm just going to get mine out of the way and let you go, Pony. The Sacramento goal that I saw was so Sacramento and they kind of won it on that end of Olsen goal, right? Yeah, this was the game where this was a weird game. I mean... <laughs> New Mexico has set a USL record for fastest postseason goal in history. And I I just turned the game off at that point because I thought it was going to be over. <laughs> but after that goal, Sacramento actually looked like the better team for the most part. I mean, they shut down New Mexico's offense, who, if you've watched New Mexico, they're a team who survives purely on offense. They're mm-hmm. not a team who's going to beat you defensively. And they had about half the shots of normal for their team all season long. I mean, this New Mexico against Sacramento has been a weird matchup. The road team won both matchups entering this game. Mm. But, I mean, I was surprised by what Sacramento did. I didn't think they'd be able to hold as well as they did. They actually played very well as a unit, which just doesn't always happen with them. And like you said, the final goal for Ina Voldson was... A great, just one touch, almost unbeatable strike to the corner goal. I was kind of afraid watching that. That's still 1 1, still 1 1 late. And like, this is what Sacramento's going to do. They're going to keep it 1 1, look better for a good 70, 80 minutes, and then just decide to give up a weird goal or lose on penalties because that's what they like to do to disappoint Sacramento fans, as we are very used to in Sacramento. But <laughs> I like the way they did. I mean, I don't like who they're playing next round personally, but they looked a lot better than they had for the last few weeks of the regular season. And if they could actually keep playing like that, they have some longevity in them. I mean, New Mexico, they had an amazing season. The fan base is absolutely incredible out there. And I think they're going to continue to be a good team. And I think they should improve over the next few years, especially if they could sign some big defensive presences. Yeah, I'm going to let you, I don't know if you have it in front of you, but let's move on to the playoffs you mentioned, uh, or the next round of the playoffs, rather. Um, let's only pick a couple games to talk about here, Pony, because I am running out of time. Sorry, folks, it's on me. Um, but you mentioned Sacramony, uh, Sacramento, you don't like the matchup against Reno. I do, because what team is more like New Mexico than Reno, in my opinion? I don't know if that's on point, because I haven't seen as much West as you this year. It's just it's, it's historical, and USL games. Reno has won five, lost one, and drawn one against Sacramento. I mean, in Open Cup, for some reason, Sacramento destroys Reno. They're, they've won all three games, mm-hmm. but when it comes to actual USL play, Reno absolutely has Sacramento's number for some reason. I don't completely understand why, but they do. I mean, I would rather to have. I honestly think if Sacramento went to Phoenix, they'd have a better chance of winning. Mm-hmm. It's almost that bad. Where this matchup just doesn't work in their favor. Ever. So crazy. What about one or two other games in the West you want to talk about? 
I think the best game is going to be Orange County and Real Monarchs for that yeah. four or five seed. I mean, to me, if you're going to choose the teams most likely to win the West, this is the second and third most likely team to win the West. I think both these teams are clearly better than Reno and Fresno right now. Mm. They're both on amazing runs, and they play each other for the second time in about a month. I think whoever wins this game is going to give Phoenix the hardest fight they have through their entire time in the West. Real Monarchs have had really bad playoffs in the past, so we'll see how that plays out. I love OC. They're like my team in the West right now, and uh, um, they've been looking good ever since they kind of got their, their stuff together midseason or late season even. I'm actually, I just remembered you put up some stats about Locomotive, El Paso Locomotive, because I've been high on Fresno, but uh, El Paso has some really good stats in their favor for this one, right? Uh, no, comes oh, okay. an opposite. <laughs> my All the Fresno on this one. As I looked at El Paso against playoff teams this season in the West, when going on the road, has scored three goals. Not not like three goal differential. They've scored three <laughs> goals, period. Wow. And they've been shut out seven times against playoff teams on the road. I think their only chance is to score one early and completely bunker. Hmm. Freshmen's look kind of hurt recently. I mean, not like injured hurt, but they don't look the same as they did when they were fighting for the second seed. I mean... I, I think this is Fresno's to lose. Yeah. I mean, this is just a game where El Paso has just not looked good against good teams when going on the road. I don't see why it necessarily changes this time. And that's why I've been surprised people saying, oh, they're going to win win this game. It's been a popular pick for some reason. That just kind of surprises me. Hmm. I think they need a shutout. If they don't get a shutout, they are not going to win this game. So just one more thing about that. I'm going to recycle what I read from Devin Kerr from three honest lads and, and, uh, all the game, um, whatever he does the games. Um, he did also say that Fresno's a bit hurt right now. And the thing about El Paso is they can, they can pull a Birmingham Legion where just like Kisa Vetter up top scores a worldy, you know, out of nowhere. And then they, they bunker in, I could see that happening. And, and you kind of said that pony. So, um, that's a possibility for sure, but let's move to the East next as usual, just like in uh, the West. I think that, um, four five game is the most interesting. Um, let's talk about that one and then I'll let you pick whatever you want after that. Louisville versus yeah, that's going to be a probably one of the more entertaining. Yeah, that's going to be a good game out west or out east because I mean Tampa's turned it around. I mean last year they were complete garbage on the road to be complete to be brutally honest, and this year they're actually one of the better road teams in the East. And Louisville is Louisville. I mean, once the playoffs come, they're good every single season. I mean, this is going to be a fun game to watch. I mean, I. Not sure how many I'm going to get to actually watch since I'm going to be in Phoenix and probably <laughs> on my phone the entire time, yeah. which is a little bit disappointing, but we'll see what happens. I'll be following the scores at least and on Twitter, mm-hmm. but this is one of the really interesting ones. I think Louisville is going to be the favorite, but if Tampa Bay pulls off an upset, I'm not going to be that surprised. Yeah, it's it's two. They're con- it's like two lines on a graph converging. Tampa Bay has been on the downfall, and Louisville has just been on fire. Kind of like what you said. They always kind of lift their game for the playoffs, and it's definitely still true, even though it's a different coach. Um, but Tampa Bay Rowdies, if they kind of awaken and and realize, okay, we've been coasting to the end of the season, and they bring back the old Rowdies that's where this becomes an incredible game. I could see it either way too. It could be open, but both teams can defend if they choose to. So we'll just see how aggressive they want to be. Um, Pony, I'm going to let you pick the next one. What, what other ones, one or two that you want to talk about? 
Um, I think one that actually could be a little bit interesting, given the first one upset, will be actually Pittsburgh hosting Birmingham hmm. because those are both defensive teams. Yeah. And we saw it happen last year to Pittsburgh. As a defensive team, they drew in the first round and crashed out of playoffs on penalty kicks. Dude, I'm sorry. It's this is going to be a snoozer, right? Out of the question. It's going to be a, a snoozer. Yes, for it's me. not out of the question, but I think Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh wins, but there's been dumber things that have happened, like North Carolina losing to Birmingham. Yeah, sorry about that. That's my delay. Is my Wi-Fi is a little bit bad, so deal with this, folks. But it's not too bad yet. Um, how about one more game, Pony? Which one do you want to talk about? Um, I mean, there's only a couple games left at this point. But pick one of the two. I mean, remaining. I think. <laughs> I, I okay. I'll just go with. Uh, the how about Indy New York? Red Bull? No, not not New York. Actually, not New York. I love Falgoth, Nashville, and Charleston because Indy's still unbeaten on the road. Mm. Or, on, not on the road at home, and New York's actually struggled when playing away from home. So yeah, Nashville, Charleston again, a team I didn't think would be here in the second round, but could play defense at times. And now they've actually won a road game. Who knows what's going to happen from here on out? Nashville is. A good team, but they have these weird hiccups from time to time where every once in a while they don't look like the elite team that they're supposed to be. And historically, teams who leave from USL to MLS next year don't do good. I mean, Orlando, when they did it, lost in the first round to an eight seed as the one seed. We saw it happen at Cincinnati last year and Nashville this year. They have lost games they should have actually won. And you know, who knows? Maybe that really weird trend continues as Nashville crashes out to a nine seed because why not? It's USL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't know. I think that mostly covers every team. I, I did shut you down a little bit on uh, on that last game, but um, that's it, folks. Uh, we have a few USL uh, show, USL show announcements. Um, and one is that we are going to probably get a scarf we're waiting on 10 pre-orders we're almost there i'd like to get two or three more guys to uh pre-order before we order full-on 50 scarves and spend all that money um but if you're interested in a scarf we're giving a special ten dollar price to um anyone who wants to order in the pre-orders and it comes with a scarf and a sticker and we're literally losing a little bit of money on that one just assuming we'll sell the rest or close to the rest so um get in that if you can right at the beginning um and I just want to make sure everybody knows that it's available. Uh, go to our Twitter or search us. Um, we're on BGN, BGN.FM is where we posted that website. We're just ordering through email. It's all very low tech. Um, very Your grandpa can do this. So you'll just email us that you want in and we'll take it from there with PayPal and Venmo. Um, so do go look up that if you can. It's also posted on our Twitter. Um, but we're about to get stickers. So if you just want to buy a sticker, we, we're selling them for cheap. You can kind of name your price. Just kind of talk to us and we'll get you something. Um, and then I think we're going to talk Sunday night. So we might have a show Monday morning about the Saturday games. And we're going to do our normal meeting probably Tuesday night and just kind of keep this grind going. I think I might be talking to one of the guys from Three Honest Lads on Monday. So we've got a lot of shows coming. I had to cancel on Mike Watts the other day and we're going to bring him back another week. So a um, lot coming. It's going to be fun. We got to make a big deal of these USL playoffs. And um, hopefully on Tuesday we can talk about all the news lately. It's been a little bit negative, but I think we're going to bring that back as well. 
As always, we want to say thank you to Roughneck Scarves. Uh, they can supply you scarves for NCAA, USL, MLS, and a national team. They supply it for even NCAA. So do look into them. They sponsor us, and I, I really do want to send them as much business as possible because they've been good to us for so long. And um, also check out BGN.FM, our beloved network. And thank you for listening. We'll be seeing you guys soon. Soon.